If you don't view it negatively, there will just be men beating off in the library. <laughs> I mean, they and already are beating off in true. tons of situations where they should. They're Louis C.K., <laughs> the freaking San Francisco Public Library has, right. like, uh, I was talking to somebody who works there, and she was telling me, off. yeah, she was telling me, like, a huge part of her job is chasing people. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with a spicy blend of frankness and humor. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello, Keith. I was absent for our last show, so before we get into the various sex-related topics I've planned for today, I'd first like to discuss with Mike everything I think he did wrong in his solo episode last okay. week. I'll try to keep it brief, but gosh, I have a laundry list here, so it's going to be tough. But first, please tell your friends about the show, rate and review us while you're at it. And if you'd like to send us feedback, we pay $10 for all feedback we receive, no matter how brief, at, at YMMVPod on Twitter and at YMMVPod at gmail.com. We'd really appreciate the support. Also, if you'd like to ask us a question about yourself, uh, either for the show or privately, uh, those two places are the way to reach us. Just let us know if you want your question to be tackled on air. Should I mention that we're in the same room? Again? Sure. Okay. We're in the same room. Yeah, Keith's no longer in the Caribbean islands. <laughs> uh, we're in, uh, yeah, we're in the same room here in a nondescript office building. Uh, just two men at a conference table planning to watch the porn together. <laughs> yeah, it's a little surreal in this space, but here we are. Okay, so first, I solicited feedback from others, uh, Alyssa, Ali, my brother-in-law, and they all said that they really liked your solo episode. <laughs> it might have been being nice, though, to be fair. I mean, I don't think... I mean, I told Alyssa specifically not to be nice, because she's always... She was really, really nice. She's so like positive she was, about everything. She was definitely, like, trying to... She she said some things, like, for example, she said that she could tell a lot of it was prepared in advance, which is not true. <laughs> definitely not true. I mean, yeah, you have to obviously be select the topics. We, we spent some time doing that, but we like the responses to be a little bit off the cuff. Right. And so definitely not, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the listener feedback, like I thought a little bit about, but anyway. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Ali and my brother-in-law, I mean, I thought it was intolerable. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> and so I'm just, I'm trying to figure out like what the difference is. Uh, like normally I like listening to you soliloquize. Is that, is that how you say that? Soliloquize? Sure. Uh, but I, I have just, a theory about what I think it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hold so your hold your comment I'll for a second. Hold, yeah. But I just found it like it was too disjointed. Yes. You never said, you never got to anything interesting about any of your topics, and you covered about ninety two topics. That's right. Uh, I agree. I agree with the feedback. Okay, and the humor like didn't land because it felt like almost rushed at times. Or yes. I mean, it's hard with just one person anyway. But yeah, Very I mean, that, weird pacing. I agree with that. It was yeah, it was an, an, definitely an adventure. Go on, yeah. I mean, that's the crux of my yeah. complaint. <laughs> I agree. So, so uh, yeah, the uh, uh, it's an interesting experience trying to talk for an hour straight without anybody to bounce things off of. I was definitely worried that I would just, like, run out of topics at, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. That's wrong. And also... You had plenty to talk about. Yeah. yeah. And also, there's just this tendency to have a monologue with what's in your head and uh, to skip past things where the person listening, well, they're not in your head hearing the monologue you're having yeah. in your head. So they don't it just know sounded the like, talking about. it sounded like you were extemporaneously just saying random stuff. A little bit. Yes. No, there was a lot. I mean, and the thing is to me, some of the things I said were funnier 
than they would be to another person because they <laughs> don't know what the fuck is in my head. Right. And so that actually sort of bummed me out. I was like, oh, there's this should be funnier. And it's got to, you have to sort of slow down, make sure you set things in. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of a stressful situation because you don't have the other person there to sort of yeah. jump in. Yeah, I want to try doing it myself because I think I can do better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, so let me say the yeah, the other thing that people need to know about that is that Keith listens to podcasts at 1.7x yeah. speed. And when you already have a person who's talking too fast and not leaving pauses, not making sure they say everything, and then you speed it up, like I have to actually listen back at that rate because I'm sure that it is, I think intolerable is probably right. Yeah. I mean, your intuition that that may have been part of the problem is possibly right. The reason why I normally I listen to our podcast at that speed and it's awesome. It's like, it's at around. Like this, fan. Yeah. I really like listening to my, myself moderate conversations between us <laughs> because when I listen to it at that amplified speed, it, yeah, it's like, I'm rehaving the same thoughts at about the speed that I would have the thoughts. Like right. normally I speak slightly slower than I can think things, but when I speed it up, it's at like that exact rate. And sometimes I'll be like, Oh huh, yeah, that was a really interesting thing I said. Yeah. And right when I'm getting annoyed with something you you're saying, I'll interrupt you. Right. And so, yeah, it's, it's yeah, nice. I think, I, I think maybe the people that listen and liked it so much could just hear my passion for the subject come through. Yeah. My joy of the, uh, having fun hobbying subreddit uh, people and uh, listener feedback, stuff like that. Uh, but uh, I agree. I actually agree with your feedback completely. I listened back and I thought, yeah, this is rushed and a little disjointed. And so yeah. anyway, if people, if, if listeners have their own feedback, it'd be interesting. Yeah. I'd be curious. If, and I think he should do a solo episode and see maybe he can do something much more coherent. I Yeah. I want to know if anyone else agrees with me. Sure. Um, okay, so I have one more sort of meta thing before we get into our porn viewing segment. Uh, I've been trying to think of a better like intro or slogan for our show. I want to say something like, we try to bring an anti-woke perspective, but Ooh. that's, I know, that's a dog whistle for misogyny and non-inclusivity and so forth. Well, that sounds good, but... <laughs> <laughs> and we are a bit traditional in our views, yeah, we... especially you. But we I love, think we ghost wrote the uh, the upcoming Roe versus Wade decision. Right, right, right. Overturning, yeah. Oh man, anti woke. <sighs> I don't. Yeah. Think, I think I would. I don't think I would go that far. But yeah, it's, there's a there's a more traditional aspect, specifically when you compare. Part of what makes a lot of the sex pod, sex relationship podcasts boring out there is that they their effort to be as progressive as possible actually makes it really predictable what they're going to say because it's just they don't right. they're not willing to challenge anybody you say oh somebody says oh i like to do this and they're like great and yeah some I, things aren't good to do you know i think people are afraid to say certain things and you're allowed to think things that aren't you know the normal culture it's important to think things through and to consider them you know that maybe <laughs> the letter of the woke agenda at all times may not be absolutely Perfect. Well, it's not, I mean, but also like, I mean, the, I don't know which, which direction does the guy who wants to never wear a condom with an escort go? Is that woke or anti-woke? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. That guy should be told like, Hey, stop it. <laughs> There's some risks here. You know, I know he's doing what he wants to do. And apparently right. if he's telling the truth, there are these women that allow that, but man, this is not good for society. Right. Yeah. Okay. So how do I, what's something succinct? Yeah, I don't know. We have to think about it. Yeah. But it's, All right. uh, uh, 
America's number one sex and relationship podcast. That's the here. <laughs> right now, we're like even the 30. word even the word America is like True. sort of a trigger for a lot of people it's these true. days, especially uh, with the uh, yeah the Supreme Court rumor. Right. Um, all right, let's get into it. Uh, do you have a porn for us? I do. Uh, this one is going to be a little uh, tough. We are going to watch it. Uh, sorry, tough. This is not what a straight male wants to watch while masturbating. Which is not to say that it's that unusual, but it's just not the perspective we're used to. Um, I, as always, will post the um, link to the video in question in the show notes. I encourage people to follow along with it. I'm going to have the sound up so people can hear it, but Keith is going to watch it on his laptop at the same time, and we will do a little bit of commentary and then talk about it afterward. We're starting 11 minutes and 30 seconds into the video in question, and Keith will count it down. Okay. He's got it up and ready. You could probably even go up a couple notches. On the volume? Yeah. Oh, for sure I did. Okay. I'm uh, worried about other people in our office building here hearing true. a light moaning. Yeah, that's, that's uh, very concerned of you. Um, yeah, so this is called female POV, pussy-eating orgasm. Yeah. So, I'm not sure if we... I mean, it's hard to tell when the orgasm is because there's much to indicate that on a female body. But, right, and yeah. when the quote-unquote orgasm is, right? That's it. All right, I'm ready. I'm going to start in three, two, one, starting. Okay, so it's a man between the legs of a woman. Oh, that's kind of loud. Uh, he's enjoying uh, his, I guess, a meal. He's got his eyes closed right now. His nose, it's interesting to see what his nose does. He's got it kind of buried in there. Oh, the camera kind of moved in. That angle's always sort of awkward with your nose. It is. She's kind of moving around her skin. Clearly enjoying it. Yeah, she's trying to create some tension there, I think. He's trying to like look at the camera the whole time and give it a lot of eye contact. I'm not sure if he can actually be in eye contact with a woman in this situation. I doubt it. Yeah, the camera's got to be blocking his view of her face. Right. Now he's kind of putting his head to one side to get a different... He's really suckling. By the way, he has a mustache and beard, which is not my favorite in these types of situations either. All right, that's about a minute. Why don't we pause Yeah, I've had plenty. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, would, you know, do you think this is something that you could uh, masturbate to? No. No. It's... I generally don't find watching a man go down on a woman arousing. I like going down on a woman. I find that arousing. But watching another man do it is, is not arousing. And this is particularly... Uh, I guess almost repulsive. Is the camera angle or the man, the way he looks? Well, what? this man is sort of, it's, it's a weird combination of cherubic and something. He has like braided hair. Did you notice that? I did notice that. He has kind of like tightly braided hair. He's trying almost, to go for like a Viking look or well, something. I think he has a receding hairline mostly. Oh, okay. Anyway, I don't find this man attractive, but that's not the problem. It's that it's, um, yeah, it's from her perspective. And so we're not getting any of the view of her body. It's just mostly this man's face and his nose, like right. grinding in, you know, above her vagina. Yeah, I agree. It's challenging to enjoy this. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's close, close to watching gay porn. The positives are, I think, uh, her sounds are positive. There's no visible penis. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, Yes, there's no murder, no incest, <laughs> there's many things that are missing. Right. That's true. Right. Uh, but, you, but yeah, compared to a, uh, compared to gay porn, it does not have a visible penis. Um, 
but yeah, like it's, I think I too would have difficulty masturbating to this and it's um, surprisingly unattractive and it makes me think to myself like how, how the, so how would a, how would a woman enjoy this? And the other thing is I'd say, I think to myself, okay, the woman enjoys it because it's a man she knows. I think this guy is doing his best to look loving and earnest. And that's not a thing I care about in my porn, but I can imagine that being a thing that women care about in their porn. Do you find if you're looking at a woman giving you oral, which I know you don't generally like, but let's just take think about the picture. Does it make it better or worse if it's a woman that you know well? Would you rather have that image of a woman you don't know well on your cock? Or, mm. or I think I think knowing her well actually is negative. Yeah. I'm yeah, I, this is a little bit hard to... <laughs> I have to make like three leaps here. First, I don't like receiving oral sex that much. Second, now I'm like masturbating to some sort of video of it. And like third, I need to decide whether I want it to be a picture of someone I like or, or yeah, the visage of someone well. I like or yeah, that I know well or not. Yeah. I just think that I mean, maybe that's yeah, it's part of this sort of like negativity about oral sex is like, yeah, when it's somebody you know well... Uh, because yeah, it's like it's this somewhat negative thing you're doing to them or with them. I don't know, but uh, yeah, the reason that came up in my mind is because I think that a woman differentially is more likely to enjoy. It's going to matter to a woman in this kind of a video if she knows the man, mm -hmm. like having she's going to like it better. I think uh, I don't. I suspect that nobody. This is part part of my point. I suspect almost nobody wants to watch this video because for a woman, it's a man she doesn't know. For a man, it's a man. So it's always a negative, although I have to yeah. admit that on uh, certain subreddits that I follow, women seem to share such videos. I don't, I don't know if this guy's, I mean, he is, I don't know. Okay. First off, I don't know how many, I know it's, yeah. it's low views, but it has 97% upvotes and it was only uploaded two weeks ago. Yeah. I don't know if this man, yeah, the way he's. It, is he performing to look like this? Like, are they trying to get clickbait or is this just some amateur thing that somebody uploaded? I, I don't know. Because he looks earnest, right? Like, I mean, he there you go. There you go. is really doing his best to <laughs> look like he's a caring and giving and generous uh, yeah. go-downer. Part of the drag of having sex as a woman has to just be that you have sex with men. <laughs> men are just so unattractive. Yeah. I mean, broadly, it's like, come on. Yeah, women get those chemicals. Yeah. Anyway, all right, enough. I'm closing this guy. Sure. Uh, all right, I have a pretty long list of stuff here. Um, the first two are sort of about female body issues. Uh, this per first person says, boyfriend doesn't like my badge. How do I get over the fact my boyfriend doesn't like the way I look down there? He likes small pink ones, he told me, and mine is dark and big. <laughs> Truthfully, I cry about it so often. It's my biggest insecurity. I mean, really? And now I have to hide it from him too. I've considered labiaplasty, and he says I don't need it, and it's not something I would like to go through out of fear of failure. He doesn't call me gross or anything, but I know he doesn't enjoy it. Frowny face. Leaving him isn't an answer for me. My hope is that he can learn to love it. Um... We've tackled this a few times. Uh, I think most people, although not all, probably prefer the classic any labia uh, 
arrangement. I think there's some possibility that more uh, more amount of skin there actually gives you more pleasure as a guy when you're doing PIV. More outer, more uh, yeah, I mean, pronounced just, outer labia. Yeah, there's just more to like rub on your penis. Hmm. Right? I, no, I mean, that would be a really challenge. I mean, maybe a porn star would know, a male porn star would know if that's relevant. I'm not sure. I bet the difference is very slight. And so Probably. unless you could like go from one vagina to the next, you know, sometimes in porn, like the two women are like on top of each I other like and the dog. I like that too. That's and a fun dog, fantasy. Yeah. And then you can just switch. Or they're, well, they're, where they be stomach to stomach, right? And so that, that can work too. Yeah. You get the, if you angle up, you get the one woman and angle down, you get the other woman. Right. right. But you'd have to have it set up like that, I think, because I think the different distance, the difference is so slight that if you did one one day and one another day, you wouldn't be able to remember the Probably. difference. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, well, I mean, look, there is the woman who makes the videos pointing out that if you get a labioplasty, you just make sure they don't mess with the nerves in your clit. Oh, right. you your 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 TikTok person who yes. whose quest in life was to warn people against the. Yeah. Dangers of labioplasty. I, I like the notion that hers is big and what did she say, brown? Uh, yeah, brown was in there. Mine is dark and big. Dark and big. Mm. Huh. Big, I assume, just means more material, more like a roast beef sandwich. Some people, have you seen this thing where you can get a device that like sucks on your, you put like a suction cup over your, your vagina and then you yeah. pump it and then it puffs it up? It doesn't really puff, it doesn't increase the amount of material. I don't think it does anything to the labia. I think it just puffs up everything. Yeah. I don't understand. I've never encountered that in real life. Maybe like uh, tightens it because it's just like more there. Do you think this woman is correct to feel insecure about this? Or justified? I don't know what, like, I don't really know what happened. Like, how? Like, okay, hold on. Let me, let me, let me frame this. A man with a four-inch penis would be correct to feel insecure. So is she correct to feel insecure about her uh, non... Why would the man with the four-inch penis be correct? Because most partners will be disappointed, yeah. I don't know if that's... And this guy has communicated to her... He likes small pink ones, he told me. I think that, yeah, well, this is much more of an aesthetic choice, like... First of all, I'm skeptical that length matters that much for women. I think girth matters more, although they probably go together. Generally. Fine, fine, fine. But setting that aside, this is much more of an aesthetic judgment. And uh, I mean, it's a it's a pretty like, well, I mean, whatever. Like women's bodies are judged based on attractiveness. So in that along that axis, yeah, I guess it is reasonable. Yeah. Um, now, like that's not that's not <laughs> people would be upset correct. that we're saying that. It's not the politically correct thing to say, but. Yeah, like if if there's if uh, being fat is or ugly is something to feel a little bit sad about, I think this is she's sort of justified in feeling a little bit bummed here. Like I think most partners will be mildly disappointed. Now, does it really matter? Will mature men get over it? Yes, no, and yes. But uh, you know that doesn't change that. Like every once in a while, someone may communicate to her that you know her labia aren't their fa- their favorite. I don't know. I mean, I think that on the flip side of that, like there's a Substantial, like they're part of the interesting thing for men. Basically, when you see a woman naked that's very attractive, is the fact. I mean, like, look, there's what is what is the, the high point of attractiveness for a woman is probably wearing a bikini. Yeah, and so 
you're going down at that point because like you know women's breasts are going to be like a little bit uh, the nipples are kind of big and like, yeah a bikini and sunglasses i think basically okay and then same let thing, your imagination just sort of imagine the perfect things behind those things sure. that are being obscured yeah and it's like it's like look like okay that's why yoga pants are so awesome like, yeah, exactly. it just lets your mind um fill in the blank with awesomeness. So, I mean, the flip side of that is I think that it, there could be a situation where a man actually finds it more attractive, but basically the, the, he gets to see the part that's kind of fucked. That's the right one way to say it. <laughs> he gets to see the part that's like a little bit less attractive because it's like he's penetrating that and that can be compelling to a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can understand why there's like a standard of attractiveness applied to this by men, just like it is to other parts of women's bodies. Um, I, the thing I don't understand is how does this conversation even come about in a relationship? Yeah, I mean, one of the comments here, dude, even if I hated the way my wife's anything looks, you couldn't get that info out of me if you tore my nails out. That's to your grave kind of info. And the fact that he just told you outright blows, outright blows hard. Yeah, you know, like just like, it's weird. what benefit does this guy get by communicating to her? I'm sure he's like, young. It's strategically very strange for her. I mean, she, she can't really change. He, yeah, he was probably just like kidding around or something. Yeah, she may have asked him too. Like, you know, it's, but I mean, even in that context, yeah, it's like if somebody says, Do I look fat in this dress? You say, No. Right. There's no. Actually, I was just thinking how great you look in it. Um, Sam Harris says that you should never lie and that there's very little justification for any white lies. Because in the long run, people know that they can trust your opinion on things. So. Anyway, uh, this next person says, he covered me up with his blanket after sex. Sweet gesture, or did he not like seeing me from that angle? Guy I've been hooking up with for a couple months and catching feelings for covered me with a blanket after sex. I'm an overthinker and want to know what that means without asking him. We did it. He kissed me and cleaned up my stomach and then went to get a drink. Thought I looked cute, laying naked on my belly, rocking back and forth a little with my butt and legs in the air. He came back in and grabbed a blanket and laid it over me, sat on the edge of the bed and drank his water. So he kisses me and looks me in the eye during sex. Let, let me, lets me stay, lets me stay. It holds me all night, all good signs I say. Was he covering me because he doesn't like looking at me or because he wanted to take care of me and be warm and comfy? I don't, I don't know, I don't care. I wanna point out a couple things here. Uh, the first is her saying, I think I looked cute laying naked on my belly, rocking back and forth a little with my butt and legs in the air. That means that, yeah, so they finished having sex. He goes to, you know, get water or whatever. And she's thinking, how can I position myself so that I look attractive when he comes back? Makes sense. I don't love it because this, so she, he had to clean up her stomach. So he nutted on her stomach and then she immediately yeah. turns over and is like rubbing the nut into the sheet. Maybe you catch that. <laughs> she, she said he came back in and grabbed a, bl- oh, wait, what did she say? She did Maybe say it was a towel. Like, no. He's like. We did it. He kissed me and cleaned up my stomach yeah, and then went to get a drink. So maybe he had a towel next to that cleaned up her stomach and then she flipped over. I know, but still there's some residue. The, yeah. I'm just, just noting that. The, You're annoyed that she's sullying his sheets. I just Soiling. noted it. I just noted it. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, I didn't like the part of the story where he cleaned up her stomach. I was like. She should do that? No, he should. I think that men generally look. Your mouth can't get pregnant. I think men generally want to deposit their semen in a mucous membrane. There's several. I think women want to have. They would prefer it not to be on their stomach too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a drag for everyone involved. So there's that. So I'm already uh, not triggered, <laughs> but like irritated by 
by the description of this event here. Yeah. Okay, but but yeah, look, I mean, I, I actually read this uh, this question, and yeah. one of the answers, the obvious answers here is like you were overthinking it. He just thought you were cold, which is what it is. Probably. Okay. No, sorry. Forget. I forget. You didn't care about that though. You cared about. Yeah, that. I think it's you? possible that this guy was like, eh. yeah. like I've had I've had sexual encounters where I get back to the bedroom and. I mean, yeah, you're in like this sort of like post nut clarity. You have your libido's low. I'm just like, yeah, I don't really want to look at this. Really? Yeah. Um, not with my current partner. Um, of course not. That could never. No, what's up? Looks good in all lights at all times. Good. Uh, I can say that actually with a straight face. Our listeners can't see that. But uh, I've had partners where that is not the case. Uh, and. Uh, I don't think I would go so far as to like tuck them into a blanket and turn the other way. Like I would be more subtle about it, but maybe they could detect. I don't know. You like uh, you could uh, like hand them a bus schedule, <laughs> right? Oh, you know, what time does the last train leave? <laughs> um, yeah, let me. Uh, I'll walk you to the bus station. Right. I do like how she said he lets me stay. Um, all right, let's move on here. Uh, this person says. Boyfriend will only go down on me if I'm clean shaven. Is that a deal breaker? I dated this guy for two months and we had some good sex, but he never went down on me. Kind of forced the issue and he said we can only do it if I'm clean shaven. He even told me he can pay for regular waxing or treatment. First, I was kind of mildly offended, but I took up his offer. Got waxed and he gave the best oral I've ever had. Like seriously, must have come a few times just going down on me. Now I feel like for that kind of attention, I can shave every other day or so before the stubble kicks in. The main reason why I hate shaving and prefer trimming it. But part of me thinks that this should be a deal breaker. Like I got to be clean shaven all the time now. What would you do in my place? Boyfriend is pretty clear where his line is. Uh, well, I mean, I think going down on someone who isn't clean is not a reasonable expectation either. Yeah, but she's offering to, well, sorry, you just transmuted it from clean well, clean shaven to clean. Well, I'm starting, I want to argue by extremes oh, okay. first. Sorry. So we'll get to the, to the okay. pubic hair thing, but yeah, like if somebody hasn't showered in four days, like obviously it's not outrageous for them to not want to go down on you. Right. Okay. So now let's just start easing it back. Like, okay, well, what about if they showered in the morning? Uh, but now it's, you know, 7 PM. Like it's not a crazy request to say like, Hey, would you mind showering first? Uh, some people like that sort of funk that accumulates. You read about that, both women and men sort of like it when yeah. their partners are funky. I, I do not personally. Uh, I can tolerate a certain amount and, you know, I have my line. Uh, but this guy's line appears to be that he wants her to be clean shaven. And I think that's further than most people, but. Well, the thing know. that, yeah, the thing that I didn't know was that she, she said something about trimming. And mm -hmm. I don't think from a guy's perspective, like, I don't think there's. Yeah, there is a functional difference for a guy in performing this uh, activity between, like, it makes a difference in the sense that, like, if a woman has done no grooming at all, mm -hmm. it is actually not great, right? Yeah. Like, it makes a significant difference. However, between, like, trimmed down to whatever length, say, some small number of millimeters and totally clean shaven, I don't think that actually is a mechanical difference for the guy. It's then just, like, visual. I agree. Yeah, I don't know if this guy actually requires that she be fully clean shaven. Right. Um, I dated a girl once. This was, gosh, 15 years ago or something. 
And before any sexual encounter, she would insist on taking a shower and shaving. Like she didn't want to have sex unless she had like just freshly shaven herself. I don't know what was going on with that. So how did that work? Like she knew uh, if you initiated sex at all, she would run to the shower. I feel like we've discussed this before. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she had a boyfriend like this guy and, okay. you know, it sort of got put a bug in her head where, you know, she doesn't feel clean unless. But know, it was, I wonder, the thing I want to wonder, I don't think we discussed this before, is there's like, there's like a meme that I've seen where men basically get aroused when, when their partner, significant other, whatever, starts putting her hair into a ponytail. <laughs> Yeah, there's like some sort of trigger. Yeah, because they're basically like, oh, that means she's going to start blowing me. And I, that makes me think like, <laughs> which is sort of true. I think we did, we did read something about, yeah, there was some, some guy was describing, there's like some like innocuous seeming thing that his girlfriend would do, but like it immediately made him rock hard. Right. She, she had like Pavlovianly trained him to... <laughs> get aroused when she did some, you know, non-sexual thing. Yeah. So I'm imagining like if, if, if apropos nothing, this girl started taking a shower. Oh yeah. I knew what was up. Yeah. That's interesting. Really? So she wouldn't say, okay. What I want to know is whether it was totally presumptuous. In other words, without any conversation about that, you were going to have sex, she would just go start taking a shower. You're like, oh, cause that can become (laughs) problematic later. You're like, oh fuck. No, I already, I just beat off an hour ago. Not going to fuck this bitch. I don't remember. I don't remember. It really was a long time ago. It was okay. when I first moved to San Francisco. All right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, okay. This person says, I want sex, but I hate doing it with my boyfriend. I, 20-year-old female, have been in a loving relationship with my 20-year-old male boyfriend for over a, for a little over three years, and we just started living together in his apartment. That's yeah, so, a good choice. He's a great guy, I know. Treats me super well. And I couldn't ask for a better boyfriend. However, I've slowly started to want sex less and less with him over the past year. So the point where I feel gross and sad when we start being intimate. I don't want to make out anymore, and I don't want to do anything sexual with him. We basically only cuddle now, but I know he wants to do more and really enjoy sex with me. He's good in bed, cares about my pleasure, and communicates with me throughout. I've never had a bad experience with him in that regard. We used to have sex a lot, multiple times a week, whenever possible. I want to want it so bad and have plenty of time to do it, but I just don't want to have sex with him anymore. It feels wrong. I never get excited and I feel bad for always turning him down. I still want sex though. I know other people who I find very attractive and I have sex dreams about them very often. I feel bad, but I think I just really miss it. I don't know what's stopping me from still feeling that attraction to my boyfriend. I get horny still. And I love sex and him, but I can't put the two together. Is this a bad sign? How do I bring this up or what can I do to change the ceiling? Um... Well, oh, I think this is normal. Do you think it's normal for women? Oh, well, you're just, you're just thinking from your own perspective. You're like, this is what happens to me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I think this is normal. I, I actually read something within the last two weeks about, uh, that in situation, you know, they, typically they would talk about this in like a long, a long-term relationship and they talk about like a dead bedroom yes. and it's more than, more than half the time, much more than half the time. It's the woman whose libido like goes way down. And is it her libido or is it her libido for, for that person? Well, okay. This is what this, this uh, article was talking about is that in almost a hundred percent of these cases, if the woman, if they break up and then the woman starts dating another guy, her libido is fine. So it's for him. It's her libido is for him. And it's something about, uh, I mean, look, then, then you have to like psychoanalyze it, but it's something around like, she's like mentally associated him with a bunch of boring stuff. Like there's no, like the, uh, the set of things that turns a woman on isn't available with him. Yeah. Whether it's like 
I mean, there could be some fetish or like dominant submissive thing that she's into, or it could just be that like everyday life is not very like arousing for a woman. It's not, doesn't resemble a romance novel at all. Whereas the guy, he just requires like a naked body. Yeah. Most guys, I mean, some guys get tired of a woman's naked body after a while. I think the re- I think <laughs> the reason that men, some men tire of a specific sexual partner makes sense. Like I, you would think that there would be some impetus to spread seed to different eggs uh, to get think, genetic diversity. I think that the base desire that men have is to have one primary partner and then fuck other chicks. I think that's actually what men want. Why? Um, because there's like, because there are psychological benefits that men get from men. I mean, men like from having like a, a single men, primary partner. Yeah, men, yeah. They're, they're basically like, there's something you get out of being partnered. It's not just the woman that gets something out of it, but it's absolutely the case that almost all men, some huge percentage of men, if they had the ability to do that and on the side have sex with willing partners, they would do that. But how would that play out in a less civilized culture? Like, what would happen if these side chicks got pregnant? Yeah, it's an issue. It'd be funny that you asked that. That was, I also read something about recently about basically arguing that it was it was Roman, at least in the Western world, it was Roman and Greek uh, societies that enforced monogamy. I don't remember why, but it was something like the, the problem you have is that if there is a set of men that have a bunch of money that monopolize the women, then there's a set of men who have no access to women. I think they were saying something about it makes it then hard to like raise an army or something because you have all these disgruntled men. Um, yeah, it doesn't work as well, but but you can see why it would it would happen. I mean, maybe they maybe you just wind up with a lot of men that are effectively slaves okay. and have these like terrible lives. I see. It's going to be a kind of a so there's there's a there's a few alpha men who yeah. are very comfortable and then right and then yeah I mean so they might <laughs> not be not unlike the United States with its income disparities now. That's right. <laughs> Look, I wonder. That's I often wonder why billionaires in the United States, and I, I'm sure like the Russian oligarchs and people like that. Well, at least some of them are doing this. Like, why don't these men just have a harem? Basically, I mean, I like for example, I saw uh, I was reading something, a video or something about a, it was a stripper giving all the reasons why you know way men try to like get them to have sex with them at the strip club, whether it's in the champagne room where there's no sex, as we know. <laughs> or get them to come home with them. And then I thought to myself, I was like in the shower afterward, I was thinking to myself, if you were a billionaire, you could just offer, you could go to the strip club whenever you want and offer them like $100,000. You just buy the strip club, right? And well, but it's even easier than that. You just barricade the, the doors. Right. The woman's going to say yes. I mean, she's in the business. Yeah. And I don't really understand why that doesn't happen. Yeah. I actually don't. I don't understand why men... I think that there's some, yeah. there's some headwinds. Like, I think the men... Are, aren't so bold or are, would be embarrassed or something. Like there's some cultural guardrails that are stopping them from wouldn't doing... You see, wouldn't you think 5% of billionaires? Yeah, yeah, you would. And it would just be flagrant. I mean, they'd just be like, oh, I mean, I guess you have like Charlie Sheen. He's not a billionaire. Sure. But Tiger Woods. Just, yeah, fair point. Although he was hiding. He was embarrassed True. by it. But Why aren't there some that are just like, this is what I do? That was... Yeah, Tiger right. Woods should have just said, this is what I do. Hugh Hefner did, I guess. A fair point. Yeah, exactly. I would expect there to be a really large contingent of men like that. And it's surprising the culture is able to stop that. Maybe it's an obvious behavior. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, is the, this, this person the doesn't side. want to have sex with their boyfriend anymore. Right. This is the other side. Is it the woman? I mean, look, yeah, it's just, it's just 
do you think once you're like flying into the mountain like this, it's possible to pull up? Like, can he change his behavior in some way? I know that the classic advice is like, oh, you need to set things up for your wife or in this case partner so that, you know, she's comfortable. So like do chores, don't do things that like makes her build up resentment toward you. Right. Uh, I think that usually doesn't work. I know. But I'm just saying that's what the classic advice is. My read on this is that they need to break up and then like she'll eventually, it's just, yeah, he's missing whatever it is that she wants. It's missing. It's, most women, I don't think, actually are, you know, sorry, most women in this situation are not asexual. That's what that article I read that said that in their next relationship, they're totally cool. Sure, but it must maybe... Be weird for the woman, by the way. It's like you have this yeah. dead bedroom. You know it's a problem. You can't fix it. You break up, and then, like, a month later, you get a guy, and you're just fucking his brains out. Right. Like, What's wrong with me? Yeah, but do you think that her attention or interest in this new person will eventually attenuate as well? Yeah, I think I think in most cases probably. So what's she supposed to do? Like yeah. she she's twenty, she was with oh. this guy for three years, so she's just gonna have a series of three years or two years. Who knows? Maybe it's been going on for two years, so a series of one year long relationships. I don't think so. I think that there are women. I think that uh, in much the same way that you claim to have this experience. Sorry, claim is not the right word. You say I believe you. Claims <laughs> claims to be that where you uh, had a, a lower sex drive with some people, but then you've had relationships where that's not true. Right. Right. And it's the same thing. So it's, I mean, you could think about well, what it is. What is it about? Oh, maybe there's somebody there to like that has the skeleton key or not the skeleton yeah. key, the properly yeah, shaped kind of key. personality trait that she that actually works for. That being said, I think there are probably women where it doesn't work. And the other thing is, to your point about like doing chores, all that kind of stuff, I think that almost never works. Because it's the skeleton key. It's that. It's, it's the core thing here is it's either that the woman just has a low sex drive slashy sexual something like that sure or, but more commonly it's just there's something about the guy and they this is why people date break up and then ultimately find something right yeah all right um so here's the flip side to that my girlfriend never initiates sex time to see how long she does until she does now two weeks down we used to have sex about five times a week and i realized i was the only one initiating so i asked why she doesn't and her reply was because sometimes i need to be in the mood and i'm never in the mood unless you make me and me being an overthinker heard that as, I know, I don't, what do they call that? There's like some words. Uh, yeah, responsive. Yeah, a yeah, reactive sex drive or something. Yeah. Um, and me being an overthinker heard that as, I don't want to have sex with you, but if you make me really horny, I can't really say no. LOL, stupid, I know. I know it's not true. So now I'm waiting to see how long it takes for her to make the first move. We've been together two years, and I can only remember her making the first move maybe five times. I didn't think I need to say, but yes, I've talked to her quite a few times about how it makes me feel unwanted, unloved, very unattractive. I'm not trying to change her. I'm simply trying to understand. Uh, yeah, like reactive, reactive desire. That's what it's called. Okay. I see it in the first. Yeah, I see it in the first comment here. Um, yeah, I mean, he'll wait. I'm just like waiting for Godot. Like it's not. It's not. She's not coming. <laughs> like right. Uh, there was. I, I did see a video recently that gave some suggestions. One suggestion was to come out, come into the bedroom wearing just underwear and no bra was a woman. Another one was to text him that you're in bed naked was a woman. Right. Again, but the problem here isn't exactly, these were ways to like initiate. Right. But here the issue actually is she doesn't want to initiate. Right. She has like no, she has a responsive sex drive. So she like needs, she's not into it until the guy does something. And the problem that the guy has, every guy, not every, most Guys, except there's some guys on like the sex subreddit who have, you know, they're like, oh, we have sex 12 times a week. And it's like, okay, whatever. Like, got, there are, I mean, look, there are people who are just fucking all the time. Right. Uh, but uh, yes, the guy then has to handle rejection. That's like the thing that the, the, the guy has to learn to handle rejection, even in like a relationship. Like, yes, 
some percentage of the time people get rejected. And the irritating part about that is that like, okay, so as a guy in this situation, uh, you want to have sex, you get rejected. Now you kind of need to beat off. Right. 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 It's kind of like, okay, well, so, so you have to think that through. It's like, okay, well, if you're going to bed, yeah, how do you know? You get rejected. Now yeah. you have to get out of bed. Right, right, right. Or grab an agreement where you can just masturbate next to the person. But usually they aren't going to want that because they just reject. It's like, sure. And a lot of people aren't sex positive enough to have adult conversations about this. So for a lot of people, it's awkward. But uh, look, well, this guy has been. Yeah, you'd have to have a conversation not in the situation then, right? I mean, you're not. Right. Like, it, it, the conversation where it's like, hey, uh, you try to initiate. The woman's like, I'm tired. No. And then you're like, I'm going to the bathroom to feed off then. <laughs> That's kind of aggressive. Yeah, she'll she'll think you're doing it to punish her or something. Right. And actually, like, yeah, so so you could have a conversation some other time. You're like, hey, by the way, but she probably doesn't care actually. But if you say it and make it really upfront, she's gonna be like, well, seriously, you're yeah, you're telling me that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Generally, this guy is he's a little confused. Like he's he thinks that it's unfair that she never initiates. But there's there's lots of things that are unfair in male female relationships, right? Like men have bigger muscles, right? Like, I mean, the other side of this is some significant percentage of the time she's having sex with him when she doesn't really that. Probably, I'm sure of it. Like that's very, you know, that's like it relates to the orgasm gap between men and women, which is like, oh, it's because women are being mistreated. Not not really. It's because women are comfortable having sex sometimes when they're not totally into it, right? Because they want to give the guy pleasure and they're fine with that. So, like, there's an asymmetry right there. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to not look at this as some sort of, like, fairness, as some sort of uh, bean counting. Like, did, you, did you ever have a situation like this with a, when you were in a relationship where you had a lower sex drive? Like, A, okay, I know you would have had the situation where the woman tried to initiate and you didn't. Yeah. A, but that's not, I know that. Yeah. But A, where, like, she was trying to, like, cajole you into initiating, or B, more interestingly for me, where like a woman basically was just like, all right, and then just pulled out like a big vibrator and started vibrating her clit in front of you. Uh, <laughs> the second one I've had happen. I have had that second experience, yes. Yeah, and you're sort of like, all right. Okay, so what Yeah, you, and you I feel like, I mean. Did you, did you just let it happen? It sort of depends, yeah. I'll participate or just let it happen. I mean, look, it depends. Like if the, person, if the person is being ridiculous, like if we've had sex, five times in a given week and they're like sort of annoyed and like pull out the vibrate. Actually, even in that context, like what do you, what am I supposed to say? Like, no, sorry, you can't have an orgasm right now because well, it inconveniences you, me. You said you had a relationship where they, where you tried to have a sex schedule and it didn't work. Yeah. Did that, well, I guess, but, but like in that. No, that person did not. Okay. A person was more. It's interesting though. Like the sort of flagrantly, that's the wrong word, but just, yeah, pulling out the, the vibrator. So sometimes you would participate and sometimes you just go to bed, go to sleep, and the person's like you're sleeping yeah. through the sound. No, you can't. There is no, you know, there's like, what is it, consensual non-consent? Yeah. There's no, like, non-participating in, like, you, you, you kind of have leave to. The room. You know I could. I could go read, you know, you the newspaper the in the other room. I could. I think that significant percentage of women, if confronted by this situation, would ask the dude to beat off in it. I think there's, <laughs> there's like more sensitivity. I think the context and details here matter. Like it depends how often this is happening. Sure. Like if it's every night, it'd be like, all right, come on. But if it's like once a week and you know, the woman went out on a vulnerable limb and initiated and you know, I turn her down and then she's like, well, Hey, do you mind if I get my vibrator out? Then of course, like that's, that's fine. But if it's, 
Yeah, so the details matter. Well, what would you do? Would you watch? Would you just go to sleep? Would you go to the other room and like have a drink? What would you do? Or does it depend? It depends. I think I would probably participate. Okay. So you would participate to some extent. To some extent, yeah. Okay. I think that would be the normal. I'm sorry, normal is too strong word. You know, if it's in one of these situations where like, you know, I'm not where my sex drive isn't kicking in, sometimes it will just through the exercise of you know, the, me- the mechanics of yeah, which is part getting, of what's going on here, getting down woman, in there. Right. The woman is that's part of what reacted whatever attraction arousal. Right. Like she, like some women just don't walk around sort of passively horny all the time. Most they need, don't. they need a few things to, you know, get the, the diesel engine kick started. Right. And then, but then once it's going, it's going. Right. That analogy worked out better than yeah, when I started. It's, it's difficult. I think it's difficult for a man to understand because so, one thing that like, uh, I would say to women, it's to men and women, is like male, and it's, look, I understand why this is true. Society should do this. Male masturbation is very negatively viewed in all societies that I'm aware of. And it's, and it's for very good reason. If you don't view it negatively, there will just be men beating off in the library. I mean, they already are beating off in true. tons of situations where they should. They're Louis C.K., <laughs> the freaking San Francisco Public Library has, right. like, uh, I was talking to somebody who works there and she was telling me, yeah, she was telling me like a huge part of her job is chasing people because they have computers there. Right. And homeless people are allowed to use them. So they just come in. There was a, uh, when I was in college, there was a uh, guy who was beating off clandestinely. They never caught him in the library. He would ejaculate a woman's hair. What? How? People would fall asleep. Women would fall asleep in the the library one study. Oh my word. He would go, he'd beat off and get in their hair. And there was this very, uh, that I loved, this, this friend of mine, actually, who was a reporter for the college paper. He interviewed the police captain because they were investigating. Yeah. This, and he said, and the quote was something like, uh, you know, these guys are really hard to catch. They just come and go. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. It's impossible to believe that that could possibly be an accident. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one more thing about, like, depraved masturbating. You told me about this guy years ago, and it's always stuck with me. There's some dude who... I guess it was going around to women's bathrooms and like masturbating on the last square of toilet paper oh, yeah, and all the yeah. stalls. Yeah. They would forget that you could find the semen on that. Anyway, the point is I've been in an office bathroom. It was like a multiple <laughs> stall bathroom. And I'm just positive the guy next to me would be in office. like a lot of like vibration and like <laughs> grunting sounds. Grunting. No, you wouldn't grunt, but it was the, it was the rhythmic sounds. I yeah. see. Okay. Well, anyway, so masturbating needs to be culturally frowned upon. Male masturbating, for sure. Because it's... Female is not as important because they don't do it as much. And it's not sure. as critical to their life. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. So because of that, like, it's... Because of... My point was that because of that, like... I mean, have you ever been in bed with a woman and been like, okay, just pulled your cock out and started masturbating? I have not. I have not. Okay. Whereas I, both of us have been in situations where we were in bed with a woman and she pulled out a vibrator. Actually, it's interesting. Right. And it's t- for me, it's because of the taboo. Like if there were no ta- taboo around that, I'm sure I would have done it because, well, I masturbate right. often. If it were so, culturally acceptable. Yeah. I wouldn't do it in front of like a child or something, but I would yeah. do it in front of my significant other. Yeah. I've never thought about that, but yeah, I do have some built in, I don't know if shame's the right word, but hesitancy to masturbate in almost all situations. This is interesting. Maybe a way for you and Alyssa to get closer would be to show her your <laughs> setup. I mean, she knows about it from the podcast, of course, but you can actually, I don't want to see it, of course. I, I, I can pretty much imagine it. 
but uh, maybe she'd like to see you. You're, you're, she's going to hear this and she's going to agree with you. And yeah. now you've created a problem. Yeah, I guess I could I could cut this out. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on. It could be kind of hot for you. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it's your private space. I don't know. I do like masturbating. It would be a shame to have it <laughs> ruined. But I'm not sure if having her there would ruin it or not. I don't. I don't want to contemplate this. Yeah. All right. This person asks very simply. Do women get post-nut clarity like men? Just curious if like men, women will get off and then be like, what the fuck did I just do? Okay, that's not... What post-nut clarity is. Go ahead, yeah. We've talked about this. Um, you and I have talked about this. I don't remember if we talked about it with Eric on the show or with Eric privately, but uh, this notion of like feeling some shame after you masturbate and... Eric, I don't get that. Yeah, Eric I and I both that. said, yeah, of course. And you were like, I don't get that. And we were both sort of surprised at that. Yeah. So this person's communicating this, like, yeah, what the fuck did I just do? I'm always like, really pleased with myself. I'm like, that was a good one. <laughs> if it's, okay, if it was a bad one, I've had bad, yeah, of course you get bad. And that's no, that's not, that's not that's not what I get bummed out of. I, I just feel sort of depraved. But I think this is, again, like, huh. I think it's culture that has made me feel this way. Like, I don't think I would naturally feel this way. It's just that, I don't know, I've, I've been made to feel a little bit, of shame or embarrassment or but something. But that's not what post-nut clarity is anyway. No, it's not. Sorry. Moving on. Yeah. Post-nut clarity is, uh, yeah, you're not uh, saddled with the thing that you almost always are saddled with, which is like extreme, yeah, like just a sex focus that dominates or it at least passively exists in your brain at all times. And right. for, you know, a while after you orgasm, that that fades away and you can sort of view things without your, your, you know, sex obsessed lizard brain for a moment in time. Yeah. I think that women, I, I really think that women experience something that's more or less the opposite of this. This is assuming they like orgasm that they're probably assuming they orgasm. That may not be necessary. I don't know if that matters. I don't think they get the like, well, but, okay, but, but for a post-nut clarity type thing, orgasm would be like the, it's typically the, the starting point for the post-nut clarity. But regardless, they, I think that women, the thing that you read is that women experience some sort of rush of oxytocin or something and feel closeness after orgasming. Mm -hmm. That's been my experience too, like subjectively, is it's like it makes her act very close to you and connected and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas for a guy, it's like, it's, it's very frequently can actually bring on like, what am I doing with my life? Like, why am I? What am I doing? I just spent an hour, like, you know, pumping my hip or whatnot. An hour. I spent 10 minutes yeah. pumping my hips into just, you, you look at what happened very objectively and it does not make me feel bonded. It makes me feel like I need to leave. Yeah. I do feel. It's fight or flight. Yeah, it's strange. I do feel more bonded to my partner after having sex, but yeah, I don't know I why. I think an hour after, sure. I agree then completely. Like you, you're kind of grateful and. It's exciting because maybe you're gonna have sex again later. Yeah. Right after I nut, it's <laughs> I have this like kind of curious set of emotions that are like, it's like, why did I why did I spend so much effort pursuing this activity? Do you think that do you think that your behavior is adaptive? Or your experience yeah. is adaptive? Yeah, really? Because because men need what to are you like, supposed to sprint away from your partner after sex? I think they need to go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> go it? back to hunting. Yeah, they got to go back to like feeding, yeah, feeding the tribe or whatever. It's just huh. not. It's not that useful. Like, so why do I? So why is my experience different? Well, I mean, not everybody. Yeah, I mean, like, 
there's some variance. Every yeah, every everything is on dollar. But did I learn it? Did is did I learn it through culture? I don't think so because for me it's really this is the thing like the um, the the experience of like needing to finger or whatever shudder to think about fingering if my nuts up in there, but finger a woman or get her to orgasm after I orgasm is really difficult for me and I basically have to steel myself mentally against it. it's like ah oh. now if I'm given just a few minutes it gets a lot better but just right then it's like oh. I really don't want to like it even bother me. For example, I'm still, my penis is still in the vagina. And let's say she squeezes my penis. Yeah. Like, I'm like a minute post ejaculation. Yeah. I don't like that. You're annoyed. It's too much. It's just like sopping into the, huh? You don't experience that at all. No, I do not. Now I can overcome it intellectually, but I feel this deep, like feeling like, ah, leave me alone. Yeah. I mean, if, if, uh, if she tried to initiate sex, immediately again that would be annoying because i can't right uh but that's not what you're talking about it's if she does something that implies loving or caring uh that would not actually i think if she said like i want you to fuck me again i'd like that that would be better huh it's the thing that's irritating is the, the, it's the intimacy closeness it's like oh man it's like it's like it's like oh, now i gotta pay the piper yeah. <laughs> my expectation is that your experience is more rare than my experience Could but be. I'm not sure. You could, people should write us in at YMMDPod on Twitter or YMMDPod at gmail.com. Uh, okay, let's do one more. Uh, this person says, we've addressed this before, but I think it's been like 25 episodes. So let's do it again. Do you guys really care about a girl's history slash body count? I've yeah. seen so many posts recently, like five this week, guys wanting to break up with their girlfriends because the girl has more experience than him, any experience at all, or is engaged in kinky things like MMF threesome. In one, it was just because she shared a fantasy she had of getting gangbanged. She wasn't even asking him to do it. I thought society was becoming more sex positive and feminist. Why is this happening? How many guys are like this in y'all's experience? Okay, I don't care about the cultural norms about this, but sure. uh, I do think that women should basically prefer men that have a higher quote unquote body count. Really? Why? Because I think they're more likely to know how to deliver orgasms. Just arguing about extremes again, as we did earlier, like well, a virgin is going to be clueless, right? Like he's not going to know. Yeah, but women are not, women are not usually entering into sexual relationships for orgasms. Oh, okay, fine. But say they're looking, okay, fine. But let's say they want a competent sex partner. Oh, sure. I mean, like that, although... Although really, it's not. It's actually. It's not the number of partners. It's the number right. of times they've had sex. Well, it's although you might repeat part, repeat with the same partner. If, if 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 a man like one of these people on the having fun hobbying stuff who's got a body count of like seven hundred, <laughs> yeah, they're probably not very good at pleasing women because they. It's all prostitutes. Yeah. Okay. We're not talking about causation here, though. It's sure. I, my my expectation would be, you want someone to have had a few partners that they were with for like a year or more Agreed. because some women orgasm in completely different ways. So you want him to, you know, have seen a few different things and you want him to have been with them for long enough so that he, you know, unlocked the lock. You don't know that he did though. I mean, it must be actually interesting. You don't, but I bet it correlates it might, with experience. It must be interesting for a woman. I've actually never thought of this before, uh, which is weird because I think a lot about this stuff. It must be interesting for a woman to sort of spin that roulette wheel in a new relationship and be like, will this guy know how to have sex? To, to, like, A, Do, will he know what an orgasm is for a woman? Because yeah. some huge percentage of men don't even understand. Yes. And like, there was another 
complaint or something I saw online recently, uh, complaining about men, like saying things like, are you there yet? Are you almost there? Because they're expecting yeah. the woman to basically be like, I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the worst possible thing you can say. It puts yeah, pressure on them. Yeah. And it doesn't, and it's, well, it's also irrational. It shows you don't know what you're doing because that's not how the sexual response system works for women. They're right. not like, they're not calibrated in the same way that men are about like, okay, you know, I'm pretty close to nutting now. Maybe get that nut out. I don't think they really view it in the same way. Sure. And sure the pressure is terrible. Um, but anyway, so when a woman has sex with a man, like she doesn't, like with a new partner, like when a man goes to have sex with a new partner, he's going to be interested in, he's going to be thinking, well, what does she look like naked? Uh-huh. What do her parts look like? You know, how tight is she maybe? Stuff like that, like some kind of physicality. But you're not really going to be worried about whether she's going to, whether it's going to work or not. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, conversely, most men prefer women with low body counts. Oh, for sure. Zero is bad. You don't want to like have the <laughs> stress and pressure of being well, someone's first. So man, you really don't want to think about her other partners, right? Yeah. It doesn't bother you as much as it doesn't you. bother me. Like, yeah. yeah, we've talked about this before. Maybe I should just clarify my position. I don't care. Um, you don't care as long as there's some reasonable back off period between the last guy. Yeah. Right. I don't want to go, you know, two hours after their last, <laughs> The last person you cream, do want, cream like, pipe the them. to be gone. Yes. Uh, and is there anything else? Well, I would like them to have gotten an STD test, right? Like I, okay, that's to the extent that somebody with a zillion previous partners is more likely to have STIs, uh, that is obviously a, a concern. But you can mitigate that with 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 tests. But is there something? Is there setting that aside? Is there any emotional? Like emotionally, I don't like, emotionally. I don't feel like they're sullied in any way. I know a lot of people do. I definitely. I know do. you do. Yeah. Um, but for me, I don't know. I don't know if I'm like enlightened or something, but I don't, yeah, I or if I'm, or if, or if it's bad. Yeah. Um, but I, it does, it does not bother me, which is good because I'm 41 and new sexual partners are unlikely to be <laughs> virginal well, think, at my age. No, no. I think that, I think that like, like, I think every, every guy is going to have some sort of back off period. I think I would just prefer it to be like a couple weeks or maybe a month. Uh, okay. I would not want to be like alternating with another guy. Like every three days, that would bum me out. Whereas I think for you, that would be less. Finished. Does that bum you out? Yeah. Why does that bum you out? Um, because some sort because, of lack of cleanliness. Are, it's like, it's like, it's like you have this room, right? And like, I go in the room, this other guy goes in the room, but we're sort of sharing the room. <laughs> He's there sometimes. He looks here. Right. Oh, no. Sometimes when I stay like, I have to, when I, I'm not OCD at all. Yeah. But when I go to like a hotel, it bothers me a little bit, like how much jizz is on the mattress underneath the sheets. Have you seen Have stuff. you seen the TV show where they yes. go to hotels with the black light? Yes, and I mean there can't not be because they put you know I believe let's say they do a good job with the sheets, like they bleach everything, they wash it. That's fine. There can't but, not be. Yeah. yeah, still underneath that sheet, there's some really I agree. stuff. I agree, and that kind of bothers me. Huh. Okay. Well, those those two things. Like I don't want to share toothbrushes. Those two things corroborate each other. Or they share glasses with people. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I don't like uh, other people's nasty. I don't mind dirt and like just sort of nasty, but other people kind of gross me out. Yeah, I don't mind sharing toothbrushes at all. Yeah. So I wonder if there's some sort of uh, consistency. Would here. you be willing to share a condom? A used condom? Yeah. No. <laughs> Why not? Because it would. But you're, you'd be totally rational. Like, look, this isn't going to work. It's been stretched too much. Or would it be that? Like, let's say it could be washed out. 
If I had used it, it'd be stretched too much, yeah. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's just not plausible. So, uh, no, I don't want to share a condom because... Uh, what if you okay, now that you mention it, now that you mention it, uh, look, I would prefer not to share a condom. But if I could be sure that it was disease-free and that it would fit the same way, I don't, I'm not particularly grossed out by the thought of like my penis touching someone washed. else's penis. That would be like, right. Yeah. If it was washed or whatever. Yeah. The sheets don't bother me, but it's something else there. They're like, yeah, I can't come up with like a condom on a new example, but if there was some part that could be still kind of dirty from the other guy. And that's the thing is, it's like, I feel like there's an emotional dimension. I know that after a very brief period of time, there's no real like semen left in the woman, but still like, I'd rather longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for you, yeah, so we both agree that like right after another person is just objectively terrible. I just think I would prefer and then, dates, not dates. Right, and then, but you can see that like after some period, probably around 24 hours, the self-cleaning oven properties make it so that it's indistinguishable from 24 hours up to two years, right? Like, there's no, like 72 hours. Okay, fine, sure. whatever, whatever that number is, we could haggle about that, right. but there's some number. And then even after that time has passed, you, you still feel icky for a little bit longer after that. And that's just your not having OCD yeah, or whatever you want to call it. That would bother me more than like the poop in the woman's colon. What? What do you mean? I'm just talking about anal. Like, look, uh -huh. you can't clean your rectum out perfectly. And so uh, if I had to choose... Oh, the possible presence of a few sperm particles is more bothersome than a, a few fecal particles. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, because it's the... Yeah, like I... Because I... Like there's a... Which is funny because, you know, the... As everybody says, the shape of the male penis is to plunge out other men's semen. But like, I don't want to plunge out. Do you want to plunge out other men's semen? No, no, I do not. There's but no, so I no, but that's, maybe that's not what I, I think that for. I think my worldview, my view here is the same for for poop and semen. It's like, look, as long as it's clean, I'm fine. I don't need like some extra buffer to feel okay about it. I guess when you were an animal, prehistorically, I would much rather if I if, if I found out that some other man. Had, Try to inseminate someone that I wanted to control. I would much rather rinse her vagina out with water than have to plunge it out of my cock. Yeah, same. Plunging out with my cock seems really. I'm not sure that's why our cocks are shaped. Okay. I don't know. Well, let's meditate on this, okay. and we can maybe we can start the next episode with that. So that's a wrap on episode 65 of Your Mileage May Vary. We can be contacted at YMMVPod on Twitter or by email at YMMVPod at gmail.com. We still pay 10 bucks for feedback and always enjoy hearing from you, so please hit us up. Thanks to Mike for his time. Thanks to you for your decision to listen, and we hope you'll join us next week on Your Mileage May Vary. Je me retiens. Non.